Welcome to Nutrition Grad Guide. I'm your host, Shana Sapi, a qualified nutritionist and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I created this podcast to help nutrition grads just like you navigate your way into a career and a life that you love. In each episode, I'm going to bring you interviews with experts in the nutrition and health field, exploring a range of different career pathways. We'll learn about what they do, how they got there, and their advice to help you grow a successful career as a nutritionist or a natural health professional. Thank you for tuning in. This week's guest on the podcast is Tinsia Cosolino, who is a qualified nutritionist and the founder of The Smoothie Bombs, which is something I'm so incredible to learn all about the behind the scenes of. And it's an absolute pleasure to have you here today, Tinsia. So thank you so much for joining me. It's my pleasure. This is going to be fun. It absolutely is. So let's get into it by talking a little bit about how you got interested in health and how you started in the nutrition space first. Okay, so I was a single mum. I was living down in Torquay. I was a single mum, running, probably having five different jobs, you know, making sure that I could, I was in survival mode. I literally had two young young daughters. I was working lots of jobs, trying to get some, you know, just pay my bills and get through. And in the back of my mind, I was always totally in love with the idea of nutrition and eating well like I I made sure my kids ate well it was just part of my nature to always look for that stuff I mean to the point where my kids thought that uh, that yolk plain yogurt was ice cream because I never gave them any crappy food like I created all these great foods and they they only discovered what they were once they got to school and realized that all these kids were having this stuff that they'd never seen I love that I always had a sense of like putting good food inside because I knew it made me feel good. So I was like, that's how I'm going to bring up my family. But anyway, so I was doing all that and um, I, we were ended up going, we were living in Torquay. We ended up coming back to Melbourne. My kids went to school and I was like, I need to do something here because I was 42. I was working in all these kind of dead end jobs, making 18, $20 an hour. And I thought I'm never going to go anywhere if this is the way I'm going to head forward, I have to make a change in my life. So I was in the city with my friend and we were walking past Endeavour College at the time it was called Australian College of Natural Medicine. And they had an open day and I literally just walked in and thought, oh, I'm going to go check out what this is about. Sat in a few things and just thought, I love this. I actually reckon I can do, do this. And my friend was going, yeah, yeah, you can just go and do it. Just go and do a course. Like it'd be great for you, you to do a degree. And I'm like, yeah, but I hadn't, you know, I was 42. I hadn't been at school for a long, long time. And even when I was at school, I was, I went to a very alternative school in the seventies. That was like, we had no exams. We hadn't, it was very flow and no structure. So I'd never sat an exam in my life. I didn't know, knew nothing about that, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, well, it could be a good challenge. I'll go and do do that. I'll see how that goes. And I did. I did sign up. And I think I think within six months, I was calling my friend going, I can't do, do this. This is really hard. I've got to write essays. I can't write essays. <laughs> it was that type of thing. And um, But lo and behold, four years on, I did it. I graduated. I think it really, even to this day, it's one of my most incredible achievements because I really didn't think I was going to get through it. It was incredibly hard, as you 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 would yeah. know. Like to me, I wasn't expecting it to be so sciencey, and yeah. but I'm so glad it was. I'm so glad it was because I've learnt an incredible amount about the way food works. Um, so I loved it. So I did that, yeah, and thought, okay, now I'm a nutritionist and and what I loved about that was I thought well I can be a nutritionist up until um I die like it's something that I can keep learning from I can I can practice until I want I can create my own place where pe- people can come and see me I can help people it's what a great job this this is how I thought when I came out and and it was so I went out and um had a became a practitioner. I worked for a clinic as one of their nutritionists. And I also worked at a gym as a nutritionist there. I did that really for maybe five, six years. I was doing that and I loved it. It was great doing one-on-one, but I still felt there was something missing for me. Mm -hmm. 
At the same time, though, while I was doing this, I was bringing up, you know, I had two teenagers at home. <laughs> one, of mine, one of mine was a great eater and the other one was a really crappy eater. She was 13. She wouldn't eat breakfast. She wouldn't eat lunch. She'd come home and she'd eat a, a loaf of bread with <laughs> butter all over it and then not eat dinner at night. And I was like pulling my hair out, just going, this kid, this kid, where did I, where did she come from? Like, she's not like me. <laughs> yeah, the opposite of you. Learn. Here I am, I'm teaching people in, in clinic about how to eat well and my own daughter wasn't doing it. Yeah. And it was driving me nuts. So one day, I don't know where it came from, but I did have all these superfoods and stuff in my pantry. And so I thought, I'm going to, you know, I reckon she'll have a smoothie. You know, I've got to make her a smoothie in the morning. I reckon she'll have it. She'll think it's a chocolate milkshake and I can put some stuff in it. So I started to do that for her and she was drinking that in the morning because it was like a chocolate milkshake. She thought, yeah. And from there, it kind of like I started going, this is actually quite, these these balls, I would make them in into balls like just put you know psyllium husk and uh, lsa and and so you know chia seeds and bits and pieces all in one and then um we'd use them for smoothies but while i was in clinic i started making more so i would give them to customers that came into my clinic as well we sort of to patients that came in i'd say hey do you do, you know why don't you try these for breakfast and they'd come back and go i love them can can we have more and like and so I started selling them in the clinic, and even at the gym. I was selling at the gym. They just were in a jar on, on the top. We had a little paper bag and we'd sell, sell them. This was back <laughs> in like 2011, 2000, like it was early. Yeah. Um, then I went to a, I mean, it's a long story. I'm sorry. I, I can keep no, going. But keep going. Then we went, um, <laughs> then I, um, I had a few friends because I'd worked in hospitality. I, I had a few friends that owned cafes and I said, hey, you know, guys, I'm making these things. Maybe you should try them. And yeah. they went, okay, come in and show us. And I showed them. I only had one flavour at the time. I only had the raw cacao. Yeah. So um, I, I gave them to a couple of cafes. I showed them how to use them. They came back and said, we love them. Can we have like a bag full of them? And like, okay, so I think I, I jumped from like one cafe to about five in, wow. a, in, in a few weeks because they were all friends. They said, hey, you, you should get what she's got. And, you know, and it just kind of like grew. Um, then they started pushing me to say, they were saying, I need, we need more flavours. Like the chocolate one's great, but what else can, can you do? So I'm like, okay. And I thought green, a green one's good. So I went home and tried to do a green one and it failed miserably a few times. I was trying oh. to put, you know, at one point I, I was drying um, kale in the oven and then grinding it and putting it in. And it just tasted disgusting. Oh, no. And that would have been so much effort. Yeah, my daughter was just going, Mum, that's just not okay. You can't sell that. Like, okay. oh, no. So I kind of I kind of played around with a few things and finally um, you know, came up, you know, put spirulina in and you know, I changed it around. And this is, you know, bear in mind, this was before all those balls that were out, out there. There was none of those things yeah. out there. And you know, less there was powders available too. Like now it's easy to find things yeah. like spirulina, but back then I imagine it would have been a lot harder to come across. There wasn't a lot of that stuff around and there wasn't yeah. a lot of, uh, yeah, the, the whole Bliss Ball wasn't around. Yeah. And one company like Super Orbs that was doing it, like one that I saw around that had balls that you would eat. Yeah. But otherwise there was not that many, you know. So yeah. it was a new concept. I made a green one. They loved it. So they said, how many more more can you do? So I made it. I think I did about four other flavours at, at the time. And suddenly I'm like selling to all these cafes. Along the same time, I started making uh, raw slices as well. So I was making cakes yeah. and 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 doing uh, the bombs. And I was like, they'll call at the time, they'll call nutrition bombs. Okay, cool. Smoothies. They had a different name. Yeah. Um, and... And basically, you know, I was my life back then was making this stuff on the side, and during the day I was working at cl clinic, and I was being a mum. So yeah. I was doing what I'd always done when I was down in Torquay. You have three or four jobs going at once. I was never <laughs> a one, you know, start from nine, nine to five job. That was just not in my psyche to do that. So I was like doing it again, but I was doing it where I was being, I was being a boss. 
you know, because yeah. I was working and I was like, oh, this is fun. I'm not working for someone else apart from the clinic, but it was still me working for me. Yeah. As I moved through, friends started to say to me, I don't know why you're not selling them because I love them. I want them and I can't buy them. I've got to get you to make them for me. Why don't you make them? I know you sell them to cafes. Why don't, why don't you make them as a food product? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but that's, you know, yeah, I could, but that's, I've got to get packaging done. And, and um, of course, it started rolling around in my head. And I thought, well, I, I, I can do that. Why can't I just do that? So I went on Alibaba back yeah. then and said, I, wa- I know I want tubes. I'm just going to get tubes made. And and so I, de- I designed them and did the whole whole thing and then um, put in my first order. I just thought I'll make, I'll get get the tubes and I'll hand roll, roll them and put them in packets and put them in there and they'll look great. And so I did it. You know, I, I, I gave, I went online. I spent, I think the first order that I spent was like $3,000 was all my say, savings. Went in there, put an order in, hoped that they'd come back okay. They did. And then we took off. We just kind of like my, um, I started to make them. We were making them at home initially, yeah. but then it was like we needed to get a proper place so it's all food safe and hand, handling. And we asked a friend of mine who had a, a, a restaurant, whether we could use the restaurant in the morning because we needed a proper kitchen to make the stuff in all yep. order to, um, you know, to be able to sell sell them. So really it, it kind of started organically. We didn't have any real uh, plan, but it, it became like the business just sort of took off. It was handling. I'd get friends friends and family to come in and help roll roll balls. We'd pack them in bags and then we'd put, put them inside these tubes and, wow. you know, and we were doing two flavours at the time when we were selling. I, I had to learn about, you know, um, putting them in stores I'd have to approach stores saying would you like like to you know buy these and put put them in it was like a really slow process but at the but it kind of it was exciting because I was suddenly a a, you know I had a product and I was putting it I was trying trying to get stores to buy them and you know a lot of the stores that uh, had heard about me through the cafes were buying them just to help help me out and sort of it started off a bit like that it was all like oh you know we'll help her out we'll buy some and but it kind of it it just grew and grew and grew and then we got a website up and look and then I just take another step back my fussy eating daughter at 16 turned to me and said I I don't want to go to school anymore I don't I don't like school I want to drop out and I said well you can't because you have you have to be, you have to finish your years. And she's like, yeah, but I, I just hate it. You know, can I come and work for you? I said, well, okay, let's, you know, I'm, let's try it. Let's get, get you to come and work, work, work for me. And if not, you have to go back and do, and go back to school. But seriously, when she joined and we kind of started working full-time together, yeah. that's when the whole thing like took off because she, you know, I would, I would find things that were um, I needed to learn and I'd say, okay, you need to do the website because I haven't got time to do that. You need to learn about how to get websites up. You need to learn about e-commerce. And it was just at the beginning when things were all happening. She set up the social media pages so we can get, um, you know, at the time back then too, Instagram had just started. So we, you were getting, you get a lot of engagement. So we were getting all that was happening and and really you know between us we created this brand that that got a lot of attention relatively quickly and then it just sort of like took off that's kind of you know and and it hasn't stopped we've just been growing and growing and we're tweaking things as we go because you know we launch new flavors we've been because of social media we've been approached by um, companies in different countries. So we're, we're exporting now to the US and New Zealand and Singapore and um, the Middle East. We're just like, we've just become an international brand. And really it just started from us, from me making them at home for my daughter who wasn't eating well. And, and now <laughs> I'm running a business. 
and I, I haven't got time to practice as a nutritionist anymore. It's, this is my full-time job. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible the way that that did really organically just come about and grow and now it's become the huge success that it is today. It's so inspiring to hear how far you've come and the way it all unfolded. Yeah, yeah. I had no intention of becoming a business owner. I, was, I just thought it just really was one step in front of the other but funnily, in the back of my mind, when I was practicing, I kept thinking there's something else that I've got to do. This isn't yeah. all, I, this isn't fulfilling me really the way I wanted it to. Yeah. And what I love about doing the smoothie bombs is that I am still being a practitioner, but I'm being a practitioner to everyone. Yeah, because I still, so many. Rather than talk it, I'm doing it. I'm giving them what they should be doing rather than, than say, you should be doing this. It's like, the amount of people that have come on board, we've got a really big um, Smoothie Bomb Squad uh, Facebook group. The yeah. amount of people that I've helped in that group, like I think it's like ne nearly 6,000, yeah. I feel great about because they're people that have come to me and said, I've never used plant-based milk, milk before. I didn't even know that it existed in, in the supermarket and now I love it. Or, yeah. you know, I've never used... Um, uh, you know, uh, pink drag dragon fruit in my smoothies. I, d I didn't even know they, that existed. Now I'm putting it in my smoothies and I love it. You know, or, you know, I would never put yogurt in a smoothie. Like, really? But they don't. Like, some people, they've got, they're really set in their ways of doing things and they've never thought that, they, that you could put certain fruits in or, you know, what a smoothie even is. A lot of pe yeah. people have come in there and they don't even know what it is. So... It's a great way to still use my nutrition degree and educate, but it's a it's in a you can do it way. It's not like, you know, go out and give them this imaginary idea of how they've got to change or not, you know, like they've got lists and things, but this is like get this, do this, and then you've done it. Yeah, it's like simple. it's much, much simpler, much yeah. simpler, and it's satisfying. Yeah, and you're helping people eat things that they may not have otherwise eaten, like even from the what's in the bowl, that perspective. Like you're teaching them about Absolutely. all the other things to add to the smoothie, but those superfoods in that bowl, they maybe never would have heard of those or never would have purchased them to use them until they came across your bowls and you've just made it so easy for them. Absolutely. And look, another thing about that is that when I first started out, because my product there, it's organic, it, like it's certified organic, it's Amazing. all really, there's no preservatives, they're really, really healthy. Yeah. And, and um, I thought I was a health food shop product. I tried to approach lots of health food shops and they didn't sell that well in health food shops because I think what I found when I was uh, talking to customers when I do tastings, but a lot of the customers that came in there said, yeah, but I've got all those ingredients in my yeah, house. True. So it was, but that, but you know, the health food shops are niche, a niche. Yeah. Whereas what I'm, who I'm approaching now, who are my customers now are the wider community. Yeah. It's, not, it's not that niche. It's, it's a bigger community, much, much bigger that have never even thought about organic, but they, they, they're really happy to have it now Yeah. because because I've told them why it's it's great to have it or you know they're using foods that they yeah that they would never have heard, heard of but they they trust me and they trust the process and they love the taste so yeah. now they're going oh you know it makes them feel good too like I'm I'm doing this stuff I'm I'm actually cool I, I know I know what chia seeds are yeah. you know whereas <laughs> a lot of them don't have not gone down that path they haven't got time to you know their mums or their they've had a different life path to, to us and, and don't really know why those things are important. Yeah, so true. Such a brilliant thing you're doing and you're helping people with. So at what point in the business did you step away from your clinic and go full-time? Was it around about the time that your daughter joined in and you both went full-time or was it earlier to that when things really started growing? I think it was when she joined in, I was still just trying to think I think I was still doing nighttime because I was doing a gym the gym work at night like like when I finished work I'd be doing like from five till eight at night at the gym I had a little uh, room in there and people would book in and I'd see them and so I was still doing that right up until we went to the manufacturer so we were while we were hand rolling yep. which was a few years into the business 
I was yeah. still doing the night time because it was still like an extra amount of money that would come in because it takes, look, you know, this is this is my 10th year in business. Wow. And it was only at the end of last year that I started to get a proper wage, a real wage that I can say, this is a, this is a good wage. Because we, we, up until then we were, you know, we had to sacrifice the, the what came in to make sure we kept putting it back into the business yeah. and growing it. So yeah. it takes a long time to get it set up. Yeah. And, you know, it's not, yeah, but we all always, because we, because my daughter and I were used to being, you know, in survival mode back when they were young, we ha- we're not kind of big spenders. We're not, we didn't, we were really fortunate, I think, because we have the capacity to live pretty, you know, with low, low expense, low expenses. So the business yeah. was, um, you know, we we knew what it was like. So it was capable, capable of doing that and putting the money all back in always until it got to the point where we're like, okay, we, we can actually pay ourselves a proper wage now yeah. and it's worthwhile. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that we, I went, it, it was probably halfway through that we gave up, I gave up any other job and just stayed in and did this full time. Yeah, wow. And what was that like going from hand manufacturing them all to having someone else make them for you? Did that free up a lot of your time to focus on other things within the business? I cried when I saw them go through the, the machine. Oh, really? I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I've got my fingers back. <laughs> we were doing, um, we did this big job for um, uh, uh emirates like for overseas we went to we went to uh, the the king of abu dhabi ordered Ooh. like through all all it was the prince of abu dhabi ordered um something like i think at the time was like i think they're like 500 tubes which yeah, was wow. a lot a lot a lot of tubes for us so we yeah. ended up getting all these friends in we started roll we were doing we were hand rolling at the time oh my gosh and, and look, in hindsight now, I'm just, I, I don't know why, like, because we just like wrapped them in these little bags and tied them. And then they went, oh, they went overseas. Like, I I'm thinking how they had no preservatives. They had like in the heat. I'm just like, in hindsight, I'm just like, I don't know how they, that, that worked, how, whether they were right when they got there, you know, you know, it was just like crazy. So we did this huge job um, and um I have I have a joke about that too because I I can say that I'm um, one of the few people that has sold bombs to the Middle East because oh my they're... gosh so true <laughs> but the good type of bombs <laughs> the ones that are helping people not killing them <laughs> that's so good it was, it was like a joke that I had at the time I've sold I've sold I sold bombs. Um, they, uh, oh no, it's hilarious. Um, we, what are we talking about? I, once I did that, once we did that big job, I thought that's enough. We need to, I need to find a factory. Yeah. So, and even that process, because no one teaches you at the time, no one was saying, oh, this is what you do. So I had to literally just get online and go, okay, I'm going to have to ring food manufacturers and ask them if they can do a product because at the time it was round. So now it's no longer round, yep. but it used to be a round, round ball. And I would go around to all these factories with a bag of my loose mix. It was all kind of ready and go, can you, this is, this is the balls with ingredients. Can you help me make it? And lots of them just said, no, we don't have a machine. Mm-hmm. That consistency isn't, isn't, won't work for us. Yeah. I mean, one guy went as far as saying, "Look, that stuff looks like the, the compost my mum, my daughter, my my wife puts on her her garden." I'm like, oh, "Okay, right, so savage, savage." <laughs> also, not um, you know, you know, there's something. There was that thing of like, you know, who, what's this this mother? What's she doing? Like, she's she thinks she's going to get into manufacturing or whatever. What? Like, I've got that. I've got a lot of that look from the owners like men mine mind you they were men but they just looked at me and was like oh yeah what are you doing because back then really there wasn't a lot I mean now they're probably more used to seeing you know 
all sorts of people going in because business has changed dramatically in the last 10 years. Like there's been a lot more smaller, you know, women-run businesses. And so we've got more recognisable in the field. Back then it wasn't so much. But I ended up finding a manufacturer who was a female. So when I turned up and said, this is what I'm trying to do, this is what I've done so far, she said, look, you know, I see your vision and I know that you believe in this. I'm, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to help you do it. I'm going to keep the prices down until we can work out, you know, what, you know, because because I, I was only wanting to do small runs. They're used to doing big runs. And so she goes, I, I will do these small runs. They'll cost me money because, it, it you know, you need to do, they then they're kind of per hour, they've got a rate that they've got to make on those machines, but she said, I'll do it. Um and thank God she did. I'm still with her now. So we went through that process and we developed the, the product so it works in her machines. It, what shape it was, I said, no, as long as you can make them, I don't care what shape. Yep. Because I needed to, to get away from making so that I could actually work on the marketing and on improving the website. And, and that's what we did. We went from once it got given to her, then I started approaching um, distributors. I started looking at improving our website. I created our online, um, you know, you can buy online from us at the e-commerce store. Before you could only get them in stores and you'd see people would see us on Instagram, but they couldn't actually really get it until they contacted us and we'd have to find a way. So, you know, we we stepped up again because it was like that's being done. They're being done properly we can now really focus on selling to everyone that's been appro- approaching us. And, you know, that's the great thing about social media and how the world is today. We were um, approached from people all around the world to stock us. So mm-hmm. we're like, let's just do it. Let's just do it. We keep going and, you know, it's, yeah. it's kind of gone there. From, and that's where we are now. And, you know, now we're developing new flavours. We're developing new range we've just launched some proteins we've we've got accessories like cups and it's just become a proper you know we're running a proper big company now yeah that is so incredible and how about the packaging so when you went from manufacturing them by hand to manufacturing them at that factory did you also have to do a whole revamp of the packaging because up until that point you'd been hand packaging it or how did that go well, look, the tube, tubes, luckily enough, were the right size. They made them Perfect. so that we can still fit them in the same tubes. Yep. But there's been iterations of those because we were putting them in a packet all in one when we first started. Yeah. And we realised that that wasn't working because once a person, once they opened one, mm-hmm. the other four, because there's five tubes, there's five of them. If you haven't seen them, they're like that. Yeah. And there's five, five um, balls in each pack. So, um if they were in a single, if they were in a single thing, when they open one, the other four were going to get dried out and not stay fresh. Yeah. So true. that's a process that we do there too. So we ended up going, okay, we need to do them as single balls wrapped individually and then yeah. put in into the tube, and that worked out. Mm-hmm. We did that for about a year or two, and then it started bothering me that we had these plastic wrappers on all of them like I'm really conscious of the environment and and sustainability and I was just like oh it bothers me that I've got all this plastic so I went looking again I'm like how do I find is there is there compostable stuff around where where can I find it um finally found a company that would do the wrappers for, for me four times the cost of what the other ones were like they're much much more expensive yeah I, I thought I, I, I've got to do it. I've got to do it. It's going to cost me a lot more. Like, the, you know, the difference is a wrapper's probably, um, uh, you know, uh, two, two cents, the old ones, whereas I was paying eight cents, you know. Yeah. Like, and you think about it in a tube, it seems like a, not much, but really every little coin, every bit matters when you're doing a production. You have to look Absolutely. at those things. So I, it had gone up and I thought, it's okay because I think having compostable is is good for my brand. It's yeah. it's what I stand for. I think my customers will appreciate that I've done it and they they'll get it. 
Yeah. And it's been fantastic because I have gone down that path. Um, so, you know, there's constant iterations. Like I'm waiting now to find, um, you know, we, we, use, we use compostable postage bags too. We use, we try and be a conscious company so we're aware of not, um, you know, leave, leaving waste on the planet and stuff like that. All that stuff's yeah. important to us. And my yeah. daughter, who's now 22, she's like a big advocate of that. She's constantly looking for things. She's like, mum, okay, we've, we've been use, using this. Let's change that now and try and find a more sustainable product to put, put in. Let's do. So we're, we're constantly evolving because it's, it, whenever things become available, we're going to change and start using them. Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely, that's all, amazing. and that's that's what's great about having your own company. You can do stuff like that. You can you yeah. can kind of make that decision and go. I'm going to move to doing this, and the same thing as with organic. You know, that's you kind of it, you can put yourself in the brand and make sure that it's what you stand for. Yeah. it's hard harder when you work for different people and stuff like that. Yeah, so true. You do have much more of that creative control. It's all in your hands. Yeah, and that's what I love, really. That's what I love about um, doing what I I do. Like I get to do product development. I get to create right down to, um, you know, the colours that I'm going to use, what goes in there, how how we market it, what how we do the ads. It's all – we actually uh, – my daughter Lana and I, we do everything. We do all the mm-hmm. photos. We do all the – Predominantly, all the videos you see are us. That's that's making them. We do all the flyers. We kind of have a hands on everything. We sometimes we have decision fatigue. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, <laughs> oh God, I wish someone could just decide for us because we're just doing it. It's just constant. Do you, do you want this? Do you want that? Are we going this way? Uh, you know. And part of running a business too is that you constantly you have to launch new things because. Mm-hmm. We've got amazing loyal customers and you want to make sure that they're getting, you know, new stuff and they're understanding, you know, new things that are coming on the market and we kind of use them. I remember when hemp was legalised in Australia, we we had to, we had a, a vanilla hemp flavour bomb that was waiting for it, it to be, we had made it, we were just going, as soon as we get the okay, we'll launch it. And so a lot of people that we had were, were saying, oh, can you put hemp in, you know, what is hemp? Is it doing this? So we had an opportunity to, to tell them about that. So yeah. it's, it's fantastic in that sense. You get to, you get to kind of do the, the educating, but also it's fun to work, work with new ingredients and stuff like that. Definitely. That yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you mentioned a little bit earlier that it used to be called the Nutrition Bombs and now it's the Smoothie Bomb. What point of the business did you rebrand? Well, when we were hand rolling them, we had, uh, yeah, we were calling them Nutrition Bombs and then we'd have a little byline. I mean, yeah, we had a little byline that would say raw, raw cacao or soup, super green. And yeah. I think we, I think what happened is I was getting questions from people saying what they were they wanted to eat them they were like oh so you eat them and I thought well that may you know if you if you see something that says nutrition bomb you'd eat them so I thought we need to be more specific about what you do with this bomb like what what you do with the ball it's not just a ball that you eat it's something that you put inside your your smoothie so that's when I thought okay maybe I'll take nutrition off and call it a smoothie bomb because it makes sense yeah and then um and that's how it kind kind of evolved. That was yeah. just prior to getting the the tubes done. So it was by time by the time we got to the the selling to the consumer side to, as a product, we had already called them smooth, smoothie bombs. Okay. It was only initially when we were we had them in jars at yeah. at my clinic or in friends that were u- using them in the cafes. That's when they were called nutrition bombs, yeah. and it made sense for them because they already had their menus that said smoothies with a with a nutrition bomb you know and so mm-hmm. it it kind of made sense that they knew what it was but as soon as it became a consumer product it needed to be more specific about what you did with it yeah no that was really good timing that for made, that transition it, definitely yeah 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 it need, needed to be and we still had look uh you know like i said we, we this is our 10th year for 
so many years we had people asking us what they were even though that it says it yeah. they still <laughs> needed to be told what how it's used and we've put diagrams on on the packaging now we've we've made it we've done videos after videos with that what what is obvious to us is not obvious to the consumer so we have mm -hmm. to like really really explain it in every very clearly in every way because yeah. um yeah we've learned by by doing tastings by talking to people where they kind of say well what is it like some people look at the tube and then when I lift the lid off when we're doing tastings I lift the lid off and pull out a ball they just go oh there's that that's inside but they still they hadn't quite worked out what it, what was in the tube yeah and that's why initially we were in um stores they weren't like in health foods they weren't big sellers because it was I mean, now there's lots of tubes like this around, but at the time there wasn't that many and people liked the idea of them, but they didn't know what was in there and you couldn't see it. And so we had to evolve. We had to make sure we made things clearer. We changed the packaging, not the tube shape, but what was said on the packaging yeah. many times yeah. until we've got to where we are now. Just the the wording that we used in the front of the package, where where we put the flavour, where we put what it was called, that's that's been changing constantly because we've realised along the way that the messaging wasn't clear enough. So we would go, mm -hmm. okay, let's the next lot that we print out, let's change it and do it this this way and see how that that goes. And it became more and more clearer as we went along. Tried to put ourselves in the eyes of a someone that had never seen seen them. Like, what are they? What are we saying on the package? Does it make sense? I thought smoothie bombs made sense, but it doesn't. You know, like it's not. <laughs> you need to explain it more. You know? Yeah, <laughs> but you found out how to explain it one of the best ways by speaking directly to the consumer. I think that's so valuable. To the consumer. So this yeah. is the part we went from. Okay, so we went from at one point. We were in uh, over 600 stores. We got, a, we got into um, Chemist Warehouse. We were in lots of stores around Australia. We had kind of reached this level of like, you know, we'll, we'll, people could, we would run ads, people would find us, it would be easy. But what we found out is that they weren't, they still didn't know they were buying them, but when they got home, they had no one there to follow up and show them what to do with them because Ultimately, it's still an innovative product. It's a new product that people had never seen before. They didn't know that a ball could go into a blender, crumble it in, and it, it's the boost booster. You know, they didn't relate to because I'd say think of it like a, a bath bomb, but for your smoothie. <laughs> but then they'd think when I'd say that, they'd think that it was going to fizz up and, oh, no. and break right off. I'm like, no, it's it's still nuts and seeds. Like they're not going to dissolve completely. You're putting it into a smoothie. Yeah. There's little bits in there. It's like, yeah, that's, that's the nuts and seeds. They're, they're not, they're not processed. It's, it's yeah. the real, it's the real food in there. Like you would put them <laughs> when you weren't doing it like this. Yeah. But you know, that whole education needed to be done. Yeah. But so we were in all these stores and we were getting, um, we just weren't weren't getting through to the consumer. That's when we just said, okay, we need to we need to actually really amp up our online store and start putting, you know, creating a Facebook page, creating a Facebook group, and putting videos up of us making smoothies. Like yeah. we had it on YouTube, we had it on Facebook, we had it on Inst Instagram, just showing people us doing it constantly. That was just like. You would see us making them, drink, drinking them, and then from there was when it became like, you know, the, the customer realised that it was this mother and daughter. It wasn't like this big company. It was this people that they can relate to and they can come in and watch us make it. They can talk, talk to us online. They can email us. We were just like them and we were just like, we've just got this thing that they should try. And yeah. it kind of, you know, uh, that that was a big change in our in our in the way we did things, and then we eventually just pulled out of stores and became pretty much just e-commerce, which was yeah, wow. amazing for us because it actually, you know, we cut out the middleman. Yeah, we we could we could kind of finance it ourselves and and grow it without it being 
kind of, yeah, customers losing that step of what it's done. So when they're coming buying from us, then they, they're going to get a follow-up email that says, you know, how are you going? Is it working? These these are some troubleshooting tips. If not, you can email us and we can help you. Because yeah. we knew that that was something that people needed but we couldn't do for them when they were buying it off the shelf. Whereas now we're, we're getting the what is complicated for them being told to us so we're answering those when we next do a video or we when we do ads we'll talk about that like this is how you do it and this is this is why this will work better this way you know like it's it's become much much better for us as a business to have that contact with consumers yeah that's a really great perspective very interesting hearing about like your transition from being in store to now online um, just want to touch a little bit more on getting those stockists. So now, obviously, you've evolved on from that. But when you were in the process of finding people to stock your product, what did that look like? How did you start getting your product in there? Obviously, you had friends of friends and people from the cafes. But when you were yes. trying to grow and yeah. things like going into Then I, I went and looked at, because we are an organic product, I went and looked at um, distributors that did organic foods who who they were so I went to meet up with lots of them yeah again a lot of them were we picked up a few but a lot of them was frightened to take on a product that didn't have any history like it like a innovative product because they you know they were concerned that they could it wouldn't sell Mm -hmm. off the shelf even though they said the idea is great yeah we think the idea is great the concept's great we just don't know if uh, we think you're way early on the market to, to get this out. You know, there's a lot more work. And, you know, in hindsight, they were probably right. But I was like, but you got to, you know, and I'd go in there and do tastings. A couple of them took us on. We did get distrib- distribution in Queensland and New South Wales. And actually we, we got it, yeah, Victoria and Perth. We did have distributors in all those all those states and that's why we did get into so many stores yeah. but it was it wasn't as successful as we would like to have to have been what happens too when you do do that is that um you know they take a cut then the shop takes 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 the cut so yeah. the margin very small yeah and, and so and the, and so when they get if they um don't sell on the shelves then they get returned and then they those uh, distributors are coming back at you going hey we've got stock can you take take them back I'm like no I don't I don't want like it was that type 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 of thing so we were like making minimum and still having to deal with all the distributors because they weren't giving the education that they should have given when they put them in stores and it probably wasn't their fault because to them it was like they've got a hundred products they're just like going we're putting them on the shelves Mm -hmm. it's up to you just to move, let them move, you know, and it's like, okay. So it was that, that was a big learning curve for us as well. It was just like, uh, you know, how do we, how, how do we teach the people that are walking into store to go and find our product yeah. and, and use it. And again, back then it was really early days of people understanding what this even was. Yeah. So it was, if, you know, if, if it was bread or or eggs or, or something that everyone knows how to use, yeah. then all you have to do is put a pretty package around it. They just know it. They bring bring it home. They try it. But we yeah. were getting them to do something very different to what they'd always done. Mm-hmm. So that it was like it was that education was was a big step for us to teach them how that that's done. Yeah, and that's where you know, we we did a lot of that um, initial distribution. We got got it out. I think in hindsight now it was probably too early to have done done that. But there was nothing else we could have done because mm-hmm. we ca- we couldn't have grown without pushing ourselves out out there. And yeah. we did get a lot of customers that got it and loved it, and and um, we've still got them now as as customers. Fantastic. But in terms of getting to a bigger group we had to do what what we did is just basically go okay we need to set up our own site and get them to come to us because then we can educate them much better than what they can from where they're being you know on the shelf with a hundred other products and not being not standing even though the packaging stood out it's still not enough for them to know what to do do with them 
Yeah. That's that's the that's the peril. That's that's what happens when you create some something that isn't around. It's there's a lot more work involved. Like yeah. if I'd created something that already existed and just gave it a different packaging, then it's it, it's easier to sell in one way, but then it's also really competitive because you've got a ton of them that are out out there. Like, you know, for example, bread. There's yeah. a there's you have to do something pretty special for them to stand for them to buy yours when there's a huge amount out, out there. Same yeah. goes with something that isn't out there. You've got to just create market awareness, teach people why they need this in their life. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's that was a lot of work in the start. Like we're, we're yeah. there now. And we It's very rare that we'll get a, a comment on one of our ads now going, oh, what is this? I think mm-hmm. generally people know what, what they are now, the ones that are, are, are seeing our ads and stuff on Facebook. Yeah, that's fantastic. Wow, so much involved, isn't there, behind the scenes. It's so incredible hearing about it all. Oh, so much has changed. So much. It's so yeah. much. And we, when I think back at what I was like, if someone had told me at the beginning that there would all be all these things that come through, I, I probably would have gone, oh, I'm not going to <laughs> But it's, and also when you're dealing with food, food's got a lot of issues. Like you have to really look at, there's all the use by dates, you know, you've got it when you, when you launch, you haven't got a lot of time. You've got that, that, that space that you've got the best, best before. And you want the customer to get it as fresh as possible because they're going to get the best experience if, if it's, if it's fresh. Yeah. So you want to try and make sure that you get it in their hands and they're trying it. The other thing about having them on the shelf is that because again, like I said, we don't have preservatives. So we want them there's no, there's nothing, there's not stuff that's going to keep it completely fresh. I mean, it's sealed, but 12 months is it. You can't go past past that, but you want to get them in their hands in the first month or the, the second month. So they're, they're just optimal, you know. Um, yeah. You have to, you have to make sure, this is why having them on the shelf in a store compared to ha- having them direct from us was a, a real plus because, you know, I'd rather they get them from me because I'm I'm having them made each month and they're going to get a, a better version. But yeah, we do still buy stores. We do, but we only supply the ones that are really where they move fast and they really know what the product is and they can sell it. So yeah, um, you know, it's so it's more it's got a, a better uh, turn turnaround. People that have them just hitting there and don't try it's not good for for retailers either to have a product that d- doesn't move either so you want yeah. them to be in places where they they sell them and they understand them and they sell well yeah that's what you got to think about when you've got things like food because if you had things if it was like a book or paper or something that had no shelf life it doesn't matter but yeah. food has a you want them to get to eat them when they're at their at their best yeah, so very true. And what would you say are some of the main skills needed to do something like what you're doing to build a product-based business? Yeah, well, you need lots of skills. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> some of the top ones, maybe. In my uh, in my previous life, uh, when I before I had kids, I did a bit of graphic design with a, a graphic design company. I didn't go to uni. I just I, I watched a friend that was great at it and I learned how, how to use some programs and I did a bit of graphic design for some friends of mine and websites for friends of mine. And so I had a little bit of that already in me. So I had the graphic side there. Um, I was always a good photographer. So, you know, like I I, I was confident to take the, my own photos because I had that skill already there. You know, yeah. those things... Uh, save a lot of money when you start when you're a startup and you need to get that stuff done um there's you know i i have now got a photographer that i use to do certain things because there's some things that my you know my iphone won't won't do because all my photos are taken from my iphone impressive fantastic photos going in into instagram you'll see my photos are good but there's some things you need to get properly done and photos of Lana and I and you know we have to use them still but initially when you're starting out the more skill sets you've got the better better it is so you know you need to have a bit of graphic design idea you need to have a a good eye for for good photos 
you need to have the ability to to make recipes and that's kind of like you can learn it but I think instinctively you've got to know how things work together there's a science to it but there's also just a natural ability to to ingredients together I think that's something that I've got and I'm lucky I've got got that I can you know I've always been a chef that doesn't when I cook at home I don't I don't necessarily look at recipes. I kind of just like go, yeah, this will work and it tastes good. So yeah. that's an instinctive thing. But you can also, you know, learn that stuff as well. So yeah. you need to have that. You need to have, I think you need need to have a really thick skin to be in business because yeah. you get so <laughs> many people saying crappy things to you. You just got to go, oh, yeah, okay, right, okay. You know, you need to be um, uh, to a level you need to have resilience because you do get um, there are times where things get hard and you've just got to believe that it's going to be all right in the long, long run. Because we've had times where we've just gone, oh, my God, you know, this is this is it's abysmal. Things are going really bad. And then the next day we'll get an order that's like ten thousand dollars from an american company we're like oh okay it's fine (laughs) so we went you know like especially in the startup stages where you're kind of going oh you know you've got to persevere when things don't look like they're they're going well but you have to believe in the product that you've put out you have to believe believe in it and just go this is i know this is going to work i've just got to keep going and keep going and so that especially in the beginning now we're fine cuz now it's all there but i remember in the in the early, early days you needed to kind of really believe in what you you were doing and just like persevere you yeah. know and i i knew that i was on to some something because i would talk to people about it i'm doing this they go that's great wow that's 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 a great idea so i would get that response a lot from everyday people and i thought see they get it. They yeah. get it once I explain what what it is. So how do I get that out out there? How do I get them to know that I'm here? Yeah. So there's, you know, I did get positive feed feedback. It's just that it's that constant believing in what you're doing and keep pushing through it because yeah. it's tough. Business is tough. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not easy, but the rewards are. Are better than anything so it's like you've just got to there are times that you think am I what am I doing why don't I just go get a job you know there were times back then what you know but as but it's it it pays off if you just persevere with it and it's it's the challenge I love that that whole the whole challenge involved yeah that makes it yeah part of the fun keeps it exciting (laughs) to know what you're gonna get it is a roller coaster and the yeah. ones that succeed are the ones that just persevere. Look, when I started mm-hmm. out, there were lots of little brands that were starting to try things and, you know, there were muesli brands and bits and pieces. All these things came came out and yeah. within a few years they all stopped because they can't, you know, it's you've got to, you've actually got to stick past, you got, you got to jump those hurdles and get onto the next stretch and run and then there's another hurdle you're going to jump it and then run again like it yeah. you have to just yeah the ones that last the longest are the ones that are going to get success because yes. to get the first step is not that that hard and you think like yep yeah, I'm doing it and then you get you get your first bad thing and you go oh, okay I can't it's not working and you jump out but yeah. the thing is that you actually need to if you believe in it you need to stick in in it and keep going yeah. because you will get to the result that you want you know so yeah it does happen you just gotta keep going yeah absolutely yeah and something I love about your business is that it's you and your daughter it's a mother-daughter duo of course you've built a team from there but how is it working with your daughter and having that family dynamic look you know I had someone asked me this the other day the friend of mine that I hadn't seen for a while and I was saying you know Lana, Lana works for me and he goes how, how, how does that go? My son's come into work and I just want to kill him. You know, how, how do you guys get along? It's actually really funny because um, Lana and I are incredibly, uh, we're similar and then really different. Yeah. So we, um, we have, 
the ability to give each other space where we need it. Like Lana at the moment, she always works in another room. So even though we live in the same house, she works in a separate space. When we're at work, we always come in together and we chat. Really, it's amazing how well we get along. We are like best friends. We really, Mm -hmm. really are. We were talking about that the other day. We're like, we're best friends. We kind of know how to give each other what we, they, you know, what each other needs and we work well together. We do different things within the business so we don't stand on each other's toes. Yeah. I respect her and what she does and she respects me and what I I do. So we work well. It's it's actually amazing how well we we work. We go on holidays together. We go you know, we do things together a lot, even though she's got a boyfriend and she has a life and she's still like, you know, mum, let's, let's, let's do this. And like, we're, we're pretty good friends. I love that. That's so great. Yeah. It's incredible. It's so nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. And it works well. It works well. So we, yeah, we're just, we keep we keep um it's an it's exciting for us because we're, we're growing something that we swore you know, the inception and now it's become this big thing and we still get, we still get um, blown away. Like we were, we're in a, a chain store in, in the US and we went to the to US, this is before all this COVID, we were there a few years ago and we saw them on the shelf and we were just like, oh my God. So that's, cool. that's yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. they're in another country on the shelf and people are buying them. So that still blows our minds. Yeah, that is incredible. Like, how does that? How does that happen? But we did it. It's because yeah. you, when you're when you're working, you just got these blinkers on. You just going, okay, they want that. I'm going to get that done. You just you just do things by step. You don't kind of look at the bigger picture. I didn't go. I'm going to get. I'm going to create this brand, and it's going to be on the shelves in America one one day. It just kind of happens. So you make it. As soon as the opportunity comes, you go. All right, how am I going to make this work? And you just yeah. do it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, just a couple more questions. One is, if you had to describe a typical day or week, what would that look like? Oh, okay. So when we get into work, generally we make a smoothie and we do it on video. We do yep. every every month. We do a fourteen day smoothie fest or smoothie challenge. Amazing. So that all our community can sign up. We'd have an ebook that I do 14 days of recipes that happens every month. Wow. Right. Of the, of the 30 days, 14 days, we, we plan smoothies for everyone to do in our community and yeah. a lot of them join. So it doesn't matter what month it is, it's, it's all one. So generally on a typical day during that time, like where we are right now, we're in the middle of a smoothie challenge. Yeah, we come into work. We do a video, a live video to our group. Mm-hmm. So we make that smoothie of the day in front of them and drink it and talk about its benefits. Part of being in the challenge is we have three goals. So we talk about the goals of that day, and the goals of that day can can be one goal is always based on well wellness. So it could be just like take five breaths and 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 rest or or a call friend that you ha- haven't spoken to for years and say hello. So it's always a wellness kind of spiritual one, the first one. The second one's always about food. So it could be make sure that you get um, three uh, vegetables in your lunch today, really practical, sim- simple ones. And then yep. the third goal of the day is always an exercise. Mm-hmm. So we go through those and we Kind of talk talk about what you can do in those three goals. Yep. Then um, then we look at emails, get through all that. Then we pack the orders, so we get the orders that come in from that day and the night before. We pack all those. Uh, often it can be me. Uh, you know, Lana splits off and starts doing um, the marketing side more. Looks at Instagram, Facebook, does all the kind of replies to things that are, are there and um, creates ads or, uh, you know, works on the marketing side. I come in here and kind of deal with 
the financial sides. Like I do all the accounting still, like the majority of the day, day to day. Uh, at the moment, for example, I'm developing a new product that we want to launch in April. So I've done I've done all the samples. Now I'm kind of looking for the best price on each ingredient so I can work out what the actual cost of it will be prior to me bringing, bringing it to the manufacturer who will then put their cost on it. But I've got to see what you know what what's the baseline how much will they put off on it and then at what price does it end up to the consumer yeah products like um so the new product is is like a sleep blend so we're looking at a way to get um like a nighttime blend because we've got all these daytime things like how about a really night a beautiful nighttime blend because i've always had problem problems sleeping and i thought you know i'm not the own own, only one let's get a beautiful blend that we can use so we're kind of looking at, you know, how, how do we market that? We need, I need to look at how do I package it? So I've got the graphic designer, another group, because I don't do the packaging now, like of the, of the main thing. So I've got a graphic designer that I give her all the measurements and the ideas that I got. She puts it together, comes back, show, shows me, yep, love it. Then I've got to send it off to get printed. How many do, do, do I do? So I, you know, I have an idea about that. And then, you know, so there's levels when you're doing when you launch a new thing. You have to always look at um, what you know. You have to get all those things in line. And the idea with me is that I wanted to launch this. I want it to be ready for Mother's Day because it's something that I think it's like a a take care of yourself product that I, I want mums to have. And so I'm mm-hmm. going okay. I need to make sure that we step we do the steps back from that date. So yeah. you really we. Were, a month before it gets to May because we need to be able to mail mail it out. They need to be able to receive it. What else can we give with it? That's got that's got that, that will be cute. And so we're looking at you know products that can go in with that. And I'm I found these great little gold spoons that would suit that. So I'm going to add that to to the pack. You know things like that. I'm constantly sitting here going, how do I create a product to be um, enjoyable by the our customers i know who our customers are now so i know what they like so it's like what things can i create so that's a lot of my day is spent looking at planning the year ahead like where am i gonna we've got a new flavor of smoothie bomb that we're going to launch in october so we're already working on on that now i've got to get the, the graphic designer to do the color and the tube there's you know i'm i'm stuck in that most of the day i'm always looking at at the product and and the development and the process to the next step yeah um and lana is looking at marketing and and selling now yeah and then we've got the team that does the packing and and stuff like that so we've all got distinctive roles and i'm i'm generally the mad the mad one i'm (laughs) running around with like like I'm, yes, I'm just gonna. Hey, I've just ordered this this stuff, and they're just going okay. Like, and it, it, we try it out, and it works. And so, yeah, I'm constantly kind of making mixes and, yeah. and thinking of ways to, to to bring to to market how we we can use it. Yeah, so amazing. It sounds like a lot of fun. I love it. I love that side. I love that side mm. side of it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. One rapid fire question before we wrap it up. If you could recommend one book to every listener to read, what would it be and why? Oh my God. <laughs> That's a hard one. Because I listen I I listen to I have Audible and I listen yeah. to a lot of books. Yeah. Um, best, aren't they? I, I don't to read but whereas I drive around a lot so I listen to a lot of books on audible yeah look there's two of them that come to mind I'm just going to look at it to remember the name there's one called the hard thing about hard things oh yeah I don't know if you've heard that it's it's about how hard business can be I don't know if that's good or not but it gives you an idea but also I like um I like let me have a look because I listen to a lot of business books yeah. Okay. Not gonna show show me grit. I like grit. I've heard from, of that one. Yeah. Yeah, that one's great. I can't get in into my things, um, because that's again. I think what I was saying before. You need to kind of 
you need to stick at it. You need to have that grit. You need need to be prepared to have that perseverance and to not let small things or even big things stop you. You need to just like plough through it and realise that you grow through all those and you get better and better and better. So yeah. if you jump out, then you don't get that you don't get that growth and that reward at the end. So, yeah, yeah. so grit, grit is a good one. And another one is, yeah, the hard thing about hard things. That that was a really great book because it made you, it talks about that, about how you should just, um, you know, don't go into work for yourself thinking that it's going to be an easier life. It's actually harder, but the rewards are better. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. like a not when you go work for someone else it's just like a straight flat line whereas when you work, work for yourself it's like a it's a roller coaster yeah but, the, but you 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 get this great end result if you stick it out it's crazy but it's true you know you get you yeah. do you talk to anyone that's had a successful business and they will tell you yeah. it's it's a long it's it's it can be hard but yeah. it's very rewarding yeah, absolutely. Especially when you're helping so many people like you are. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Brilliant. Well, this has been such an insightful episode, but I was just wondering, are there any parting words of advice or wisdom you have for the listeners today? Oh, look, I think because everyone that listens to you, they're doing, they're either students or they've just completed their nutrition degree. Yeah, or they're working in the profession. Yeah, there's like the yeah, three so stages, yeah. I think, you know, it's fantastic that you've got you doing it. And I just think really follow what you think is you believe in. Yeah. And, you know, don't stop you using that, that skill that you've learned because it, it gets hard. You just got to, that's actually the fun part. You just yeah. got to get through it and, and follow what you think is, is good because, you know, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. 100%. Love that. It's a great way to leave it. And last but not least, where can the listeners find you and learn all about the smoothie bombs and what you are bringing to the world? Okay. Well, I've got a couple of, so I've got, um, so on Instagram and Facebook, we are um, the smoothie bombs. Yeah. I've got the smoothiebombs.com. I'm also a nutrition darling. So if you go into Instagram or Facebook, I've also got me as my, when I started out, I had my nutrition side, which was nutrition darling. So you can find me on Instagram as that as well. Amazing. Both, both in Facebook. Um, we're on LinkedIn. Like I'm on LinkedIn as nutrition, as chintzia, but nutrition darling as well. And smooth, yep. smoothie bombs. Um, I'm everywhere. Pinterest is smoothie bombs. Uh, you know, most of those we're on YouTube. There's things there of us doing videos. We're kind of everywhere. Every social media. We we've even got a TikTok. We haven't done enough there. We need to do more there. It's one of I keep. We've got a jar of ideas that we want to do, and we just haven't had a chance to knock some out. But you know, you've got to get involved if you're going to go out and do. And get seen you've got to be on all social media platforms so we're we're there we're, we're everywhere yeah love it very visible and i'll link to all of those places in the show notes and the posts we share so everyone can find you nice and easily but thank you so much for being here this has been such a fun conversation and i've learned so much and i have no doubt all the listeners will be so inspired by all that you're doing as well so thank you so much no worries thank you it was great fun yeah it's good I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I feel like I gained so much valuable insight and advice from it, and I hope you agree. If you did enjoy this episode, please leave me a review and tell me what you think. I would love to hear your feedback. Do you know anyone else that this episode can benefit? I would be so grateful if you share it with them. That way, they too can benefit from all of the insight that we covered today. Your support means so much to me, and together we can help even more people build a career and a life that they love. Thank you for being here. Until next time, keep making your dreams a reality. Mm-hmm.